Hello and welcome to I Don't Know What I'm Talking About. I know we said no resolutions, but I just started Couch to 5K. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to I Don't Know What I'm Talking About. I have broken, uh, I suppose, rule number one for the year already, which was no resolutions. Mind you, I suppose we could always just say that this isn't exactly a resolution. This is just a decision that I have made to better myself. Better myself is not the right phrase, really. To uh, improve my stamina, to improve my cardiovascular health to just just to just to feel better about myself whether that be i you know wanting to shave some time off off my 5k or wanting to just sleep better yeah let's go with that shall we so it was heather that got me into into the couch to 5k thing because so heather did couch to 5k last year and when I say last year, I mean like four or five weeks ago, because it's January and she will tell you herself, she is not a runner. She's never been a runner. She hates running. She doesn't mind exercise. She's always been a dancer. She like, that's, that's obviously, you know, that we met through doing shows and things. Do you know that? Have I ever mentioned that on the podcast before? I'm not entirely sure. Anyway, so Heather and I met doing the shows, and she was always uh, a dancer. So she's been dancing since she was very small. Um, and so she doesn't mind exercise, but she hates running. And somebody got her into doing the Couch to 5K. And I can't remember who it was or how they got her into it, but somebody talked her into doing it and anyway she she absolutely smashed it and she loved it and she graduated uh, in like November last year and now she is according to the couch to 5k app developers she is a fully fledged runner now because she's graduated and she has continued running which is a day that I thought I would never see so she does now go for runs consistently, she's feeling better in herself, and I want that for myself, and I'm, like I said, I'm not putting, I know I've kind of ruined at the start of the podcast by saying that I've broken, you know, rule number one in that I'm kind of doing a resolution, but it's not really a resolution, it's, it, it is just, it's a choice that I've made to feel better about myself, and I'm not going to feel bad if I don't complete it, but I suppose there does come with that an element of motivation when you've got an app telling you you know you've got to do three runs a week i've done one today i'm recording today on a wednesday i'll do one on friday and one on saturday morning that'll be my this week's run and i'm the reason i'm saying that out loud here on the podcast is it's for accountability i know that i've said it out loud so that you guys can come to me and say did you do that and feel bad if you didn't do that kind of thing. Even though that's not really the way to go about things. <sighs> but I am enjoying it. I say that after one. 
after after the first session i've done literally one round and i have enjoyed it but we'll see we'll see how the rest come because they're obviously going to get progressively harder i used to run consistent 5ks during lockdown i was running 5k every day i know you wouldn't know it by looking at me um i've 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 gained several pounds over the past couple of years um and i think i just want to regain that that health again lose some of the pounds and gain some of the confidence didn't mean to get so deep so quickly but um yeah let's regain that confidence um i did make the decision the outrageous decision realistically to go on the run listening to a podcast because um actually i spoke to ben when ben was on the podcast there are some unreleased uh audio files which i originally recorded for the patreon before the patreon was defunct where i asked ben uh, we, we spun the topic wheel and i asked him what kind of music do you like to exercise to and he said basically if it's if it's exercise like a boot camp or something it needs to be like heavy grunge thrash metal something hard to like boom 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 fast that that you know to to keep to keep your adrenaline up and keep you keep you going he said if he's going for a run he'll always listen to a podcast so i kept that in my mind tonight and i was like i'm gonna pop a pop a little podcast on while i go for my for my merry jog um and it became evident very quickly that that was a a, a, a stupid idea two reasons uh first one because on couch to 5k using the app on your phone you have a very nice um trainer i think they are or just a companion i suppose sarah millican is on there you know a couple of celebrities are on there um and i have this um sort of personal trainer guy called reese and he talks me through everything he tells me when to walk when to run when i'm halfway through and everything like that and it's it's very helpful. It's a very helpful app. I would recommend it. I'm here endorsing Couch to 5K in the new year. If you want to do the whole new year, new me thing, it's up to you. That's fine. Couch to 5K is a really good, a really great start to that. Take it at your own pace and they help you through every step of the way. Um, but this Reese guy, I thought he was just going to be like, okay, now walk. Okay, now run. You're halfway through. Okay, now walk again. I thought it was going to be a, just that. Turns out, Reese is rather chatty, and so I was listening to trying to listen to the podcast at the same time. This guy's like, "Yeah, I did couch to five k, and uh, I find it really tough to begin with, but uh, as long as you persevere, you'll find it a lot easier eventually." You've started, and that's the first step to success and he's doing all this chatting and motivational speaking and stuff and which is it's 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 very um very appreciated but i was like i want to listen to my podcast please uh and because he wasn't stopping talking i decided right i'm going to turn the podcast off because the podcast is something that i want to listen to like actually listen to it's not just background noise for me and i decided to put on a little uh music playlist with lots of um old rock tunes that i used to listen to as as a teenager like 
dance dance and sugar were going down by fallout boy a little bit of um i write sins not tragedies by panic at the disco and so that was on in the background while reese was giving me his motivation very sweet of him um and the second reason oh, it's taken me a a mile to get here the second reason why it was a poor idea to put a podcast on is because it's still winter and at 6 p.m in the evening it is pitch black outside and i was listening to a true crime podcast and i live in the middle of nowhere while i'm hearing this story about a serial killer picking off teenagers i know i'm not a teenager but i'm still a human or this serial killer picking off teenagers and dumping their bodies i'm like there could be a killer in that bush there could be a serial murderer hiding behind that car so uh, i think it was a good idea to turn the podcast off in the end not like that would have made a difference had there been an actual murderer out there you can't kill me now i'm listening to smells like teen spirit the irony is lost on you here Anyway, so that's been my evening so far, and now I'm recording a podcast. Shall we spin the wheel for the first time today? I don't know why I do that. I do that more often than I should. Which is never going to Scottish for no reason whatsoever. Here we go. We're spinning the wheel for the first time today. And the topic is horse racing. Have I had horse racing before? No, I have, but I had it. Let me move this. Hold on. Sorry for those of you listening on the podcasting app. I'm doing a lot of moving around now. People on the YouTube know what's happening, but you don't. I'm doing some stuff. So I did have horse racing as a topic when I did my podcast, which was called Sean Talks, and I did it as a guest episode with Heather and this was this was well over a year ago now and heather had just that weekend been to the chester races to to the to the, to the race course in in chester um with her work pals and managed to regale me with some wonderful stories but i don't have heather here now and i can't repeat those stories because i don't recall them so I'm going to have to tell you something about horse racing off my own back. Which is going to be nigh on impossible because I am not invested in horse racing. One thing I will say, and I'll get it over with now just so just so the sad part is kind of out of the way. Um, I think... Any horse racing, obviously, I've, I've I've mentioned before, I'm not like a member of Peter or like a like an animal activist or anything. I think animals shouldn't have to do what they don't want to do. But also, I do eat meat, so that's a bit hypocritical. Yeah, so I'm not going to stand here and say that I think horse racing should be banned. What I will say is, I think that horse racing with fences should be banned because those are the races where the well just just look at the grand national how how often i don't think there has been a year 
in my life that I can remember where a horse hasn't fallen and died or had to, well, had to have been put to sleep. Also, what is the logic in simply killing a horse that can't run anymore? What, why not just retire it, sell it to a sanctuary? It's broken its leg. Okay, well, it, it can probably be rehabilitated. Just because it's no use to you anymore doesn't mean you shoot it in the head. But I'm not an animal activist. I know lots of people that have been to, like, the Chester races. In Cheshire, that's like a big thing. Um, For those of you who aren't local to us, it's... It, it, it's... it's it's a it's a huge thing that when Chester races is on, people get people get really dressed up. Oh, we've got to get dressed up. You've got to get a new suit. I'm going to buy a new suit and I'm going to go to Chester races and I'm going to put some money. I'm going to put money on chasing the rattlesnake because they always have ridiculous names in horse racing. Um, I'm going to put some money on chasing the rattlesnake and 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 and, and I'm going to win some money and then chasing the rattlesnake comes in last. Chasing the rattlesnake falls and dies. Um, but but people do like a day out at Chester races. Um, it's um, it's it's something that's quite popular in this neck of the woods. What I will say before the pedants come at me, because I know I am pedantic and I would be one of those people if it was somebody else. I do know that Chester Racecourse doesn't have any fences, so there would be no horse falling and dying at Chester Racecourse unless it just fell and died which could happen but I just wanted to clear that up before the pedants come at me for being I probably shouldn't have I probably shouldn't have created this persona of myself being such a pedant because then that opens me up to all the other pedants of the world going I'm actually you got this wrong when normally you're quite good at getting things right <laughs> that's not true <laughs> that's not the truth um very often i get things wrong what did i think i th when i got i got given the topic marionettes and i decided to talk about people who marry inanimate objects like nets and houses and cars and train stations so yeah, I'm not good at getting things right. Um, I am aware of that. But you give me a break. Sometimes I do get things wrong. On this occasion, I was I was being wrong for silly effect. I wouldn't go as far as to say for comedy effect because talking about dead horses isn't um, it's not BAFTA worthy comedy, is it? Or whatever the uh, podcasting equivalent is of a BAFTA, a poddy. Are they a thing? Are the potties a thing? I'd love it if they were. Vote for me. How do you get nominated for these things? <laughs> Just to try and wind this section up into something happy, so to speak. I'll just quickly talk about... So my, my, co my cousins, Taylor and Robin, they moved away from... So they, they, when they were born, they lived in Cheshire, in Crewe, the same same places where I live, uh, or lived from for all my all my child life. 
and then they moved from Crewe to Doncaster, which is in Yorkshire, and they have a race course in Doncaster, and just this is just a really sweet, lovely memory that's just popped into my head, because we would rarely see them, um, even less now, uh, unfortunately, because, you know, we've all grown up, they still live there, uh, they have jobs and things now to, you know, and, and, and livelihoods and stuff, but we would see them every couple of months or so, we'd head up and we'd stay there for a weekend, and we'd go to the Yorkshire outlet, the Donny Dome, and we'd go ice skating, and it was lovely, but Never went to the race course. That's one thing I do remember. I actually also do remember, just a side note, we listened to Elton John one night doing a live performance because he was playing at the, uh, what is the, or was at the time, the Doncaster Rovers football stadium, uh, the Keepmoat Stadium. And he had a gig there, Elton John did, and just from my uncle's backyard, we could hear everything like, I'm still standing better than I ever did. I don't even know if they're the lyrics. But yeah, it was a, it was a fun time. But one core memory that I have as a child is as you sort of come off the M18 towards Doncaster, you kind of come over this hill and then just as you, as you, as you, as you pop over the horizon, there's a little roundabout, say a little round, big roundabout right in front of you, it says, welcome to Doncaster, and that's when you know we're in Doncaster, and we're here, and we're here to see our cousins, we're going to spend the weekend here, and we're going to have a great time, but we're not going to go to the horse racing, Um, even though on the welcome to Doncaster sign are three huge horses with jockeys on them, indicating that the most popular thing we have here in Doncaster is the horse racing, and I never ever went Oh well, next topic. The topic is psychobiology. And guess what? I don't know what that is. Right, so here's where we have to make sure I don't hit the mic stand with the iPad. Great. On this podcast, I very often get the topic of biology or some kind of subdevelopment of biology i've had biology um yesterday i recorded and i had which will which will with tripping over my words again i don't know why sometimes when i do a scottish accent i think i sound a little bit like ian sterling do you think love island um, where was I? So, yeah, I've had uh, biology and then yesterday when I recorded, which will be last week to all you guys, I had biochemistry, which I was, which I'm assuming was some kind of biology chemistry thing. And then today I've got psychobiology. I don't know what it is, so I'm going to tell you what I think it is. And then we're going to leave it at that. There used to be a time where on this podcast I would say something out loud about something that I I don't know anything about. And I'd be very open I'd be very open about it. I don't know about this. I don't know about this. I'm going to give my spiel 
about it all, and then I'm going to Google it. Well, at this point, I've given up Googling. I'm not going to be Googling anymore, because I think there, if I don't Google it, it still leaves an air of mystery at the end of the podcast. Because, for instance, going back to the marionettes episode, if I hadn't googled what a marionette was, I would have ended that podcast with you believing that I believed a marionette was just a phrase for someone being betrothed to an inanimate object. And I think that there's a little bit more of an element of fun there rather than finding out the truth. And then it's up to you after the episode if you want to find out what psychobiology is. Then 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 go ahead and do it. Fill your boots, mate, fill your boots. Right. Psychobiology. It's gotta be obviously it's got to be something to do with the brain, like psychology. It's essentially it is psychology but with bio written in the middle of it, isn't it? So it's it's it must be some kind of psychology. Is it looking at how our biology, our DNA, affects our mental state? So, for instance, is mental health hereditary? Like, um, let's choose an example. I, I don't know if this is like a psychology thing. I love sweet food. I don't know if that's like a brain thing. I suppose it is a brain thing, isn't it? If you like the taste of something, that's your tongue telling your brain. That's really nice. And my dad does not. He much prefers savoury. Whereas I love white chocolate. His favourite is dark chocolate. Um, He would always go for something like a sausage roll or a pasty or something. Uh, whereas I would be straight to the eclair aisle, because eclairs have aisles, don't they? Um, and I've always, always, always had a sweet tooth, and it just, it doesn't seem to be going. I'm 30 years old, and it's still to this day, I'm like, my biggest vice is chocolate and coffee, and it's not even like it's straightforward coffee. I always have to have the the gingerbread lattes, the the honeycomb lattes, the vanilla lattes, the salted caramel lattes i i adore sweet food and it definitely didn't come from my dad so just analyzing the psychobiology of that if this is correct which by the way i can almost 100 percent guarantee it's not just looking at the psychobiology of that why would my dad prefer savory foods but I prefer sweet foods. It's the same with my mum. I, I haven't got it from either of them. And my sister as well, to be fair. I think she's more savoury than sweet. Um, And I seemed to be a lone ranger in my, in my family. I was like, why do I love sweet food so much? And everyone else seems to be slumming it here. My granddad, so my dad's dad, he would go out for a walk across the fields at six o'clock in the morning and see a, 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 a large, round 
mushroom in the grass. And he would collect it, take it home, whack it in a frying pan, and that's his breakfast. My granddad once, and apparently you're not supposed to do this. Apparently it's illegal. But he died nearly 20 years ago. So arrest him. I dare you. Apparently it's illegal in the United Kingdom to cook and eat your own roadkill. So if somebody else hits an animal with their car, you are allowed to pull over, pick it up, take it home, pluck it, cook it, eat it, right? But if you hit it with your car, you are not allowed to do that. And my granddad did once. Not on purpose, let me just underline that there. My granddad hit a pheasant with his car. Um, and he hit it in a way, it literally, just as he was driving down a country lane, it literally, like, popped its head out at just the wrong second. And it literally, like, the headlight of his car snapped its neck, killed it instantly. But the bird was still whole, lovely, succulent. So we pulled over, picked it up, took it home, plucked it, cooked it, ate it. Um, and the point of that story was to tell you that my granddad didn't like sweet food. Or at least it wasn't his favourite. He didn't have a sweet tooth. Sorry, this is... I know I've gone way off topic. This is, supposed, this is still on psychobiolo psychobiology. Or my at least my my own version of it. I'm analysing the psychobiology of whether the biology of my brain is the same as my dad's brain, but it's not the same as my dad's brain, nor is it the same as my granddad's brain, because they all really love savoury foods, whereas I prefer sweet foods. So where do my sweet food obsession... Is it an obsession? It's pretty cool call it an obsession. I much prefer sweet food. Did I tell you that? Just remember that. I realised where my sweet food love comes from, and it's my dear sweet grandma, my granddad's wife, when we are at parties or gatherings or just family visits when my nin, my mum's mum, will be sat over there with a Baileys. My dad will be sat there with a lager. My mum will be sat there with a wine. My sister with a wine. My wife with a wine. My mother-in-law with a wine. My grandma, a glass of full-fat Coke. That is where my love for sugar comes from. And for that reason, I love that woman. And a plethora of hundreds of millions of other reasons. <laughs> Obviously, she's my grandmother. But yeah, that is where my sweet tooth comes from. And analysing the psychobiology as to why the biology of my brain likes food. Biologically speaking, the DNA that I got from my grandma's brain into my brain is why I love sweet foods and that is psychobiology according to me thank you good night I actually enjoy these episodes where it's something that I have absolutely zero clue on and just bearing in mind that people shouldn't shouldn't ever listen to these episodes as um for educational purposes you know if you... 
someone's looking for a podcast on psychobiology and they come across this one, do not listen to what I've just said. But there is that element of, as soon as it pops up on the wheel, I'm like, psychobiology? This is a joke. Why have I got psychobiology? What am I going to talk about? And my my brain does... Sometimes my mouth goes quicker than my brain can think. And there is that... There is there is a, a moment or so where my head is just scrambled. And I go, what do I say? What can I say? Well, I've got to make something up, but I don't know what to make up. So I have to break down the word. And then I get there in the end, sort of 85, 90% of the time. And I think I made that one work okay, as long as people don't take it too seriously. But I actually do love doing these kind of ones. It's quite, it's quite fun improvising some kind of faux intelligence, if you get what I mean. It's clearly not intelligence, because I have no idea what psychobiology is. But I think, to the layman, listening to that episode just now, if you'd have said to them, this is exactly what psychobiology is, they'd listen to my description and go, do you know what? I understand. And that's the scary thing about the internet. <laughs> and that is why people should preface things by saying, this isn't true. So, just in case you did listen to my description of psychobiology, that's not true. The whole thing about Sweet Tooth and everything is, but not the actual thing of it. And if it does end up being true, then well done me. If you've got any comments, questions, topic suggestions, or if you just want to send me any little, small, tiny anecdotes about any of the topics that I've ever talked about on this podcast, then email them in at don'tknowwhatpod at gmail.com. If you click the Linktree link in the description, then you can find me on all of my other adventures, including social media and Kinky Boots, the musical, if you want to come and see me as Charlie, tickets are selling fast. If you give this podcast a five-star review on whichever podcasting app you are listening on, then that will push the podcast up the charts means more people will listen and we can grow this community and we can make this podcast huge and we can teach people about psychobiology or about what psychobiology should be according to me also subscribe to the podcast either by clicking the plus on your podcasting app of choice or just by pressing the subscribe button on youtube Thank you very, very much for joining me again this week on I Don't Know What I'm Talking About. Join me next week when I could be talking about literally anything. Bye. <laughs>